Today, friends, we come to the 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. The lectionary will spend three weeks on this pivotal chapter in Matthew's Gospel that is the last of the teaching chapters for Matthew before the narrative takes a turn to the passion story in chapter 26. Next week, I'll be away on study leave working on uh, some projects for my, my doctoral program this term, and Elder Tom Hamill uh, will be preaching uh, an abridged sermon from the 1700s by John Witherspoon, who was not only a Presbyterian pastor, the president of Princeton, but was also the only clergy person to sign the Declaration of Independence. And uh, Tom tells me he'll be preaching in character, so it should be a, a very, very uh, wonderful, wonderful day of worship. But for today, we turn to the beginning of, of this chapter of, of Matthew 25. Friends, I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's Word together from the 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, beginning with the first verse. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout. Look! Here comes the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Well, I'll be honest with you, friends, this, this is a tough parable. No parable is easy by any means, but this one is particularly challenging because it is a judgment parable that is simultaneously confusing and troubling. Aspects of this parable, such as the foolish bridesmaids being shut out of the party without hope for return, seem at odds with the grace and redemption preached by Jesus throughout the gospel. As we dig into this text together, it's, an, it's helpful to remember that parables are hyperbolic in nature and are more figurative and allegorical than, than uh, or meant to be taken more figuratively and allegorically than, than literally. But to be clear, just because they're not meant to be taken literally doesn't mean that we're supposed to take them any less seriously. Another helpful thing to remember here is the timing of Matthew's gospel. He's writing uh, to his community some three generations after Jesus, around the year 70 of the Common Era. It was believed by the early church that Christ's return and the culmination of God's kingdom would happen soon, 
aspects of the gospel and a number of the epistles speak to this belief. So you can imagine the feeling of Matthew's community when this apparently imminent parousia or return of Christ has yet to happen. Perhaps their diligence and discipleship is starting to wane. Or worse yet, their hope for God's kingdom is beginning to run out of fuel. Such a reality puts this parable about the delayed return of a bridegroom into perspective. So we have a parable about ten bridesmaids waiting for the return of a bridegroom so the party can begin. At first glance, the ten bridesmaids seem to be equal. All serving in the same role as bridesmaids, all are together. But Jesus quickly distinguishes them by saying five were wise and five were foolish. They go out to meet the bridegroom. The problem is, of course, that he's delayed. While waiting, they all fall asleep. When they're alerted that the bridegroom is coming, the problem becomes clear. The foolish bridesmaids will soon run out of oil. They plead with the wise ones to share their oil. And the wise say there isn't enough. Instead, they urge their foolish compatriots to go to the store. It's while the foolish are away that the bridegroom returns and the party begins with the foolish left out and unable to get back in. As I said before, this is a troubling parable. Judgment alone is troubling enough, but add in the fact that the foolish bridesmaids are trying really hard to correct their mistake and that the wise bridesmaids will not share. It gets even more concerning. With such a text, it's always helpful to look at the whole of the gospel for some help and understanding. When we look at the whole of what Jesus says and does in the gospel, it's clear that this judgment parable shouldn't overshadow his overwhelming message of grace, forgiveness, and redemption. Maybe another way to look at this is, what's the difference between the foolish and the wise? It's, not, it's certainly not staying awake as Jesus urges at the end of the text. The foolish and the wise, if you notice, both fall asleep while waiting. You might say, as Jesus does, is that it's the wise, uh, that the wise are those who are ready. But the foolish and the wise both went out to meet the bridegroom. They were both ready and both waiting for him to come. One commentator I read this week, Tom Long, makes the claim that the difference between them is that the wise are ready, not for the bridegroom's arrival, but rather they were ready for his delay. If the bridegroom arrived on time, then all ten would have been ready. The wise bridesmaids were ready for a delayed return of the bridegroom by bringing extra oil, while the foolish only took the oil already in their lamps. For Matthew's gospel, it's always helpful to look back to the Sermon on the Mount for help. Remember back when Jesus tells his followers, you are the light of the world, and to let your light shine? Now, what do you need to let your light shine, at least in biblical times? Oil. Perhaps the wise bridesmaids weren't being greedy for not sharing their oil with the foolish ones, but rather that this is something that really couldn't be shared. See, back in biblical times, oil was symbolic 
of good works. When we think about it this way, while also remembering that Matthew writes to a community some two generations after Jesus, who are perhaps growing weary about a delayed kingdom of heaven, it starts to become a little clearer what this parable is getting at. This parable sets the stage for a delayed kingdom. And here, Jesus offers a teaching on how to prepare for this delayed kingdom, namely by keeping our lamps lit. How can we be like these five wise bridesmaids? How can we keep our lamps lit long into the night? So friends, here we are in this crazy, uncertain year of 2020, and the kingdom of heaven still hasn't come. There is still evil, pain, and suffering in our world. And there surely is still hurt and division in our midst. How can we keep our lamps lit? How can we be the light of the world and let this light shine in a broken and fearful world? Tom Long, who I mentioned earlier, says that the wise ones... The wise ones in the church are those who are prepared for the delay, who hold on to the faith deep into the night, who even though they see no bridegroom coming, still serve and hope and pray and wait for the promised victory of God. In other words, they keep going because they know how their story ends. Friends, we can think of many ways on how we can keep our lamps lit to keep shining the light of Christ into a dark world. But our parable shows us that one way not to keep our lamps lit is by judging others. If you notice, these ten bridesmaids are presented as equal in every way until we find that half did not bring sufficient oil for the night. The wise bridesmaids share no judgment on the foolish. When you look at it another way, it seems that they're trying really hard to offer solutions to remedy the issue for their friends. In this week, after a very contentious election, we're reminded that we're still divided as a community and nation. We've all felt the urge to judge for ourselves who is wise and who is foolish. But here in this text, we're shown yet again that judgment is left to God alone. And this reminder allows us to step out of our silos, out of our ideologies, and come together as brothers and sisters in Christ. As we watch, as we wait for God's kingdom, our call is clear. To keep our lamps lit by proclaiming God's love, God's hope, and God's peace to a fearful and often dark world. May we work together for justice and unity in this broken time until that day when together we might joyfully proclaim, look, here comes the bridegroom. Here comes our risen Lord. Let's go out together to meet him and welcome in the dawn of God's kingdom. Amen.